What's up, everybody? This is Culture Chords. What's up, everybody? This is Culture Chords, and I'm Merlin. Tonight, we have an artist all the way from Maryland sharing his journey as an upcoming artist. So, Thunderkid, why don't you tell us, who is Thunderkid? So, Thunderkid is, um, you know, I'd, I'd say Thunderkid is just an artist that tries to make music that speaks to who you are as a person. Like, I try... What I, my mission with my music is to help you be the best version of yourself when you listen to my music. Um, you know, I like to you. make stuff that's like high energy. And you listen to it, you might be going through a rough day or whatever. You, If you're angry, you get that anger out. If you're like, you know, you're ready to take over the world. I'm going to give you that extra push, too, you know? If you want to be Mojo Jojo, you be Mojo Jojo. <laughs> exactly. I love that. I mean, what made you want to go into music and have that type of mission? Like, what what were you doing before you started creating music? So, I've always been in music in some sort of way. Uh-huh. Like, um, like, Eddie... Um, and Josh, guys in the chat, and Will, um, you know, we grew up together, so they've seen they've seen me be in orchestra, going up through growing up through school. I was in jazz band. I played bass guitar, um, and then I kind of like I would say sometime around high school, I got into the music production part of it, okay. and. Um, around then or around then I, I was like maybe i could do this as a career you know and then of course um like the thing that made it click for me was when i went to go see the dark knight for the first time uh-huh and because because the thing is like doing doing orchestra you get an appreciation for classical music and then that kind of goes into film scores and stuff like that because i get inspired by like every form of art and one of the one one of the art forms that inspires me the most is film so i've always been like that type of music nerd who's like looking to see who composed this film score who did that one you know so like seeing the dark knight for the first time that was one of the first movies that really just like grabbed me and I was like locked in the whole time. And one of the biggest parts of that was the music. Okay. And then so I looked and I saw who did that and I found out about Hans Zimmer and then I saw how he did like the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. And he did all these like all these theme songs that are just larger than life. Mm-hmm. you know and i was like i want to do that yeah but i'm just like i don't i at first i didn't know how because you know i'm i'm self-taught on everything that i know how to do mm-hmm. like making beats recording um any of my instruments that i know how to, how to play that i haven't touched in years <laughs> like all that stuff i was self-taught and so i'm just like I don't know how to teach myself how to write sheet music and how to, you know, do music theory and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of saw hip hop and rap as a way to do that. Cause I've, I, you know, you see like, um, 
like Pharrell is a big inspiration for me. And he's actually worked with Hans Zimmer on two soundtracks. I think it was for Despicable Me 1 and 2. I don't know if he was winning the third one, but just like seeing how, you know, like he's not the most technically great, like super, you know, uh, educated music person. Uh, but as long he makes music that feels good. Mm-hmm. And Kanye West is another person that I've studied their discography, like from front to back, save like maybe some of the newer stuff. Like, I don't really know Donda that well. Um, but like everything from the college dropout up to, um, I would say Pablo, the the life of Pablo. I know that I know that discography like the back of my hand. And uh, one of my favorite, two of my favorite Kanye albums are My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy mm-hmm. and Yeezus, because they just they sound larger than life. It's, and especially like with uh my beautiful twisted dark fantasy it wasn't just the music you know it's it was the music it was the short film that he made to go with it all the music videos that came out with that every performance like that vma's performance with him and push a t and they had the ballerinas come out on stage like that was nuts like i've i've watched his um I watched Kanye's Coachella performance where he did Power. I think I think it was 2008 or 2009 Coachella performance. I've watched that so many times, and and it's just like every time I think of like what do I want to do if I got to do anything with my life. It's like I want to do that. Now, I mean, you said that like music just started for you um, mm-hmm. during your school days, but. I was just reading up on you and even though you're from Maryland, but is that what you meant by it started in Ohio? Yes. So um, it's, it's kind of funny how I got to Ohio because everybody's like, why would you move to Ohio? And uh, the thing is, I, I thought I was going to go to the Berkeley College of Music at first up in Boston. Um, but I found out about the tuition and the tuition is insane up there. Um, so I actually, my dad found out about Tri-C, which is a community college in downtown Cleveland. And they have a partnership program with Berkeley College of Music if you go through their jazz studies program. Uh, so I went up to Cleveland to do that. And then I actually found out that Tri-C has a music production um, degree and so I was just like well why don't I just do that you know because it's really what I want to do I don't really want to perform with instruments and stuff I'd rather learn how to record in the studio and and stuff like that and so I did that and then I like I just couldn't figure out how to make it work um because I actually dropped out of school in 2015 mm-hmm. Uh, and then I really didn't do anything musically until I want to say 20, 2018, I dropped a beat tape as Thunder Kid and I tried to sell beats and everything like that. And, uh, that didn't really work. So, and so I was like, well, what if I actually try like writing songs and, 
and recording myself and seeing what I could do and push myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. Um, so that time between 2015 and 2018, like this is a three year gap. And then you said you started your songwriting, which in 2022, it shows on Spotify that your first release was lightning. So that three year gap, like what kind of pushed you to still continue with music? Because you just got out of school, you were probably like, man, what what you just said right now, like, what am I doing? You know, what's going to work out for me? So that's the the crazy thing is like, I, I actually tried to give up music a couple times. Um, and I just kept finding my way back to it because I, I truly love music. I love making it. I love listening to it. Uh, I love finding out things about other people's music. And like, I hear music in my head 24 seven. So what know? is it about music then? Cause I mean, I'm not saying I don't understand that. Like I do understand that I love music, you know, but here I am with the music podcast, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, why, why were you so easily drawn into music? Like, what is it about it? Is it the emotions that you felt? Is it the, um spark of creativity in that minute like what is it about music um i don't know i've just it's hard for me to explain because it's just always been a part of me uh it's really how i express myself i so i guess if i had to try and like put it into words it's it's probably about the emotions and expressing the emotions um and just like just I can always tell you how I'm feeling better through music than I can with with just talking, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's valid just because, like, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But for some reason, saying how you feel through beats, through chords, through lyrics, for some reason, that's like the easiest thing to do. <laughs> But then, like, when you're actually vocal and using your voice, not singing or rapping, it's like, mm -hmm. what are words, you know? <laughs> exactly. It's like, how, how? How do I do it? I don't know. And, I mean, I'm guessing, like, again, just going back to your influences, you were talking about Hans Zimmerman, you were talking about Pharrell, you were talking about Kanye. And, again, these are artists that have, like, that visual taste as well, but really know how to pull your emotions, like really tap exactly. into that, right? Like um, I just blanked out, but the song with power and runaway, that little short mm -hmm. film, watching that, you're gonna just be confused. You're gonna be feeling angry, upset, exactly. right? And then same thing with Hans Zimmerman. He just has instruments. You know, but he knows how to pull out your heartstrings for just with those. Now I'm guessing, like yes. with these influences, did that or in that time period, did that kind of push you towards songwriting because it was easier to express? So I actually started songwriting when I had this job uh, working in payroll, and it was the first first time where i've been in an office environment and it was like totally just foreign to me mm -hmm. and i was trying to get acclimated to everything and it just wasn't working because yeah. 
that job was crazy. It was like super crazy stressful. And so like I was making beats and the beats just weren't enough. And so I was like, let me try writing songs and doing doing that. And it was so it kind of songwriting was really more of just like a form of stress relief at that point. Now, when you I just want to ask this, but like when you said you were making beats, was that just for money at the time? And then what you're saying right now is songwriting was just so you can release. You didn't really think those would be songs or. I was not making any money off beats. I, actually, I think, yeah, to this day, Josh, he's in the chat right now. <laughs> he's watching right now. Shout out to Josh Madden. Um, he's the only person that's bought beats from me ever. <laughs> Shout out to Josh. Hey, Josh. <laughs> Shout out to Josh. Um, but to be fair, um, at that point, I was, you know, not good at marketing, didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like this, just doing this to me is crazy because I used to never be vocal on social media at all. Yeah. Um, so just like, I, if you told me like the me that was writing those songs back in 2021 and releasing songs in 2022, that I would be on a live, um, You'd be like, yeah, right. Yeah, I'd be like, no, no way. (laughs) I felt that just because if he asked me even a year ago, you know, you have a podcast. I didn't even start going live at first. So I was like, you have a podcast. I was like, no way are people going to listen to me, hear my voice. That's crazy. And now I'm here. I'm just like, oh, my God, did I really do that? Like, (laughs) I mean, if. But the imposter syndrome goes away after a while. It's just like, yeah, I do this. It's kind of like um, building your confidence in a way. Like you always wanted to, right? But it was just taking those first steps towards it, working on it, progressing at it. And I'm guessing that's That's where you're at. And especially for releasing, going back to your first song, Lightning, August. I dropped my pencil. August 2022. Now that's your first song on Spotify. But even though that was just your first song, you definitely popped it like a soda can, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you actually did listen to it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I had to, of course. (laughs) Like Nardware. Yeah, we have to know. (laughs) No, I mean, just from your first song, like releasing that, going everything what you've been through. What gave you that little fire? Like, oh my God, I'm going to continue doing this. I know I'm on the right path. Like I have my listeners who are listening because that's one of your top five songs. Yeah. So I guess at first I was super nervous to put that out. Um, But one of the things I did to actually like practice, practice like breath control and like rapping and everything like that and songwriting is, um, on my lunch breaks from from that job and at payroll, um, I was actually in my car, like recording and like trying out song ideas and, and different vocal techniques and stuff like that. So, you know, like people would go outside my building and like walk around and sometimes they would see me in my car and I would see them. And it was kind of like a thing where it's like, 
I felt naked almost. Like, <laughs> oh my God, like you're seeing, you're seeing me and I'm just in my car like, and I'm talking, like screaming into a microphone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know I look crazy. Um, so that kind of built up my confidence before even releasing any of my music. And then once I released that first song, you know, I was, uh, I was getting text messages from friends and family and stuff and getting DMs out like, whoa, I didn't know you could do all that. And I'm just like, I didn't know either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so that gave me a little bit to keep going. And then what the next song I released, Treadmill, um, that one was like a complete 180 as far as like vibe and like the just like how I approach the song because that song is more like a it's like me talking to me in my head or something like that you know it's uh, so at that point were you just kind of like experimenting your sounds in a way or I was experimenting with my sound and I wanted to push myself uh lyrically and then I also wanted to see like, okay, like anybody can, can rap and they can, you know, be loud and in your face and, you know, go a mile a minute with punchlines and all that stuff. And people are going to listen to it, but can I be emotional? Can I be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. Um, and can I get people to vibe with that? And people like, like it. So I'm just like, Okay, so I can do the hype shit. I can do the emotional shit. I'm, I'm sorry. Can I curse on the podcast? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> oh, okay, so I can do the hype shit. I can do the the emotional shit. And it's like other people feel like this too. And so, you know, all I, all I wanted to do was, you know, like push myself, be the best version of myself that I could be. And I'm just like, so people are, are really gravitating to the emotional stuff well maybe i can help people through the stuff they're going through you know so i mean did at that point Um, did you find it more valuable to connect to your listeners more than just to relate to them yeah now like what like like after creating lightning after creating treadmill like what did you notice about your music like what was it feeling comfortable in a certain song or style or lyrics? Like, I would say, uh, I would say that the biggest thing that I learned was that people that liked my music would like me experimenting with different things because while I like, I would say my bread and butter is loud, high energy, like basically big drums and a catchy, like a catchy melody or a catchy sound. Right. Yeah. Um, but you don't want that all the time. And Mm -hmm. so I want to be, I want to have a catalog of music, um, or a a collection of sounds. (laughs) I, I started calling my catalog that from somebody on threads i think it was logos the god uh he's he called it a collection of sounds and i thought that sounded really really dope yeah uh i want a collection of sounds that's able to touch 
on all sorts of emotions and all sorts of things that you might be going through. Mm-hmm. Now, I so mean, it's like, the cool. so it's like, you can have me everywhere. Right. No, I mean, I understand that. It's just, um, I guess my question is from the influences you named and then mm-hmm. having this idea of collection of sounds. Now, when you listen to music on your own time, that's not yours. What, yeah. What's the type of music that you're listening to or even inspires your sound? I would definitely say I lean towards things that sound like really cinematic or I also lean towards like electronic stuff. Like, uh, I don't know. Have you seen Tron Legacy? Yeah, I have. So that soundtrack by Daft Punk, I've been chasing that high since <laughs> I can remember. Yeah, so, I don't blame you. <laughs> so it's like if I can if I can find somewhere where like where my beautiful twisted dark fantasy and the Tron uh, uh, the Tron Legacy soundtrack meet, like that's that's like that's Chef's kiss right there. Forever. Yeah. I feel that okay and I just wanted to ask just because like I know we could like name all these artists all these movies but just really what you do on your own time kind of just reflects that as well you know talking about Tron talking about the dark night you know all these movies that really helped shape you as an artist I mean that just kind of leads us to this year where three of your songs are on your top three and one of them being Spiral um yeah. that was released this summer yeah june 28th i just looked at the stats earlier and yeah i mean those are pretty impressive for an artist who only started releasing in 2022 right i mean i think so yes yes so for that i have to give like a, i mean of course the songs are great um but i've gotten so much support and so much help from un- unknown sound recordings. Um, I don't know if he's he's in the he's watching right now, but Russell, if you're watching, if you're listening to this on Spotify, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, he actually he's actually part of the reason why I was able to even uh, to get on stage as Thunderkid. Um, because like I was making all these songs, right. And I was just like, I want to make it real. Cause I, even, even with having those songs out, I was, I kind of had like a little bit of imposter syndrome and I was just like, if I really want to like do this, Mm -hmm. I have to take it to the live experience. Right. Because Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, I, I want that, that 2009 Kanye West power Coachella performance. And I'm not going to get there if I can't get on stage, you know? Yeah. So I was looking for open mics in Cleveland and he was hosting one at the foundry, uh, kitchen and bar in Lakewood. And I came out there, um, I got on stage and I did, I think I only did one song because that's all I had prepped at the time. I did Fresh Out 
and I met, um, I actually met Ron Cross there. So he's a Cleveland artist. Um, and I met him there and then he gave me an opportunity to perform live uh, at his event. And then in between that open mic and the, um, the show at the outpost, which happened like maybe two or three weeks after, um, Russell put me on a bunch of the playlists that he was running. And those playlists, uh, you know, it's it's not a bot farm or anything. Like it's <laughs> listens. Right. And I just saw I think it was I like I saw a little bit of a bump uh, in that week after the uh, after the open mic. And then when I went to that event with uh Hey, Big Trip is in here. Hey, what's up, bro? Um, after I went to the event where where Ron had me on stage, I met Big Trip. I met who uh, was Kaizen. I know he's in here somewhere. I met a bunch of Cleveland artists. We all killed it. Um, and after that show, I just saw a vertical, <laughs> and it is crazy. And uh, yeah, so it's not like I did it by myself. I could have never have done all this by myself. I had a lot of help this year. No, I mean, I can't stop saying thank you. No, I mean, like with all these like collaborations, all this teamwork right here, would you say like, if you learned anything from this year, would you say like that was the key to your success? Like not just working alone, like that time you worked alone, it was more like a learning phase, do this, do that, what feels right. And this year it was more about connecting with others not only like helping them, but them helping you in a way so it's even. Yes. And honestly, I, um, like in 2023, I had a, a, a short list of goals. And like one of them was to try and do as many collaborations as I could. And because because I realized, you know, music is a collaborative thing anyway, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that is, that's an area that I haven't done that well in is collaborating and like letting people into my creative process or lending my talents to their creative stuff. So, um, just to pivot a little bit, one of my, one of my Maryland homies, uh, his name is Versace Vernboy. We grew up together too. And he's been rapping ever since like middle school. I think <laughs> we still have a, uh, a video we did on YouTube floating around from like 2011 or something like that. <laughs> we were both rapping. Um, yep. See, Will knows, Will knows. <laughs> um, and he actually sent me like out of the blue. He was just like, you know, I got this, this verse, this open verse on uh, on a song. You want to get on it? I said, hell yeah, let me get on it. So I collaborated with him on that. And I was like, wow, that like that was so easy. And it felt good to not have to make the beat, <laughs> mix the beat 
mm-hmm. make some like write a whole hook write two verses write an outro write an intro and all that like i could just do do 16 bars and and then we made some magic happen you know it's like so why don't i just keep doing that <laughs> yeah no i feel that and i mean i'm guessing like since then you've just kind of been finding new connections in a way where you can find like producers find rap other rappers um or anything yeah. that you think is a good fit for your music yeah that's pretty much what i've been doing um actually with now that you speak about collaborations i have or i've been working on a collaborative mixtape um called futuristic fly shit planet 23. um so basically um okay i i'm trying to make it make it concise because i if you can't tell i <laughs> i have this uh tendency to just just ramble <laughs> you're good but i i get inspired i get inspired by comics as well and one thing that happens in comics a lot is like these crossover events right uh-huh. and so you'll have these things where it's like it'll be like a big thing like like civil war right which mm-hmm. is a, a marvel comic thing so yeah. the big event is civil war and it brings all the heroes from all their individual stories in this one big thing okay but then everybody still has their individual stories where they kind of go off and do their own thing so I wanted to start a mixtape series where I might collaborate with this producer over here, or maybe the next one I'm with, you know, I'm doing something with a rapper, kind of like a what a time to be alive, like Drake and Future type thing, you know? Yeah. Like I don't want each in each installment of futuristic fly shit to be the same. Okay. Okay, um, that makes sense. It's almost like um now I know we we're talking about comics, but I mean, it kind of made me think of like the order of how the Marvel movies came out. Like they're all connected to each other. Right. But then it's like one story yes. comes out this time. And then after that, it's a totally different like superhero. Is that like what you're saying? Because I got excited from that. <laughs> exactly. That's that's kind of the, the point. And and like I also have um, I have I kind of also um like I rap as myself, right? Thunder kid. Mm-hmm. But then I also have, since I do some motivational type stuff, sometimes, sometimes I'm rapping about like stuff that I want or stuff that I, I haven't experienced yet. And like, I want to like, just talk my shit basically, you know, and just be flashy. Cause I do like, I'd like jewelry and stuff. I like uh, fashion. Um, so I had this persona that I've been kind of working on called the Fly Jedi. Okay. And so I'm just like, how do I put that into my music without, uh, you know, and keeping it fun? Because I'm still experimenting with that. So I feel like having a mixtape series where I just kind of do whatever, uh-huh. you know, I feel like that's a, a good way to do that. Now, like this, um, this collaboration album, is that like a time that you think you'd release? Well, not release, but introduce the Fly Jedi in a way. Yes, yes, this is the Fly Jedi introduction. Okay, there we go. This is pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. I mean, but yeah. So 
I want to make sure I shout him out. I'm, I'm, uh, his name is Trey. Is that you? Um, you can search him on Instagram. He's on here. Um, I, I don't know if he's on threads yet. I don't think so, but, uh, he's, he's basically given me all these beats, um, that I'm currently writing and recording over. Um, if you've heard Billy BC, which, I, which we released in November, um, that is the first single off of this mixtape. Um, and then I have, a, we, well, we have another song coming out that's dropping January 1st. It's called Run It. Hey, Rose Films, what's up, boy? <laughs> <laughs> I got to shout, okay, speaking of collaborations, I got to shout Shout out Rose because one, he did my first music video. He filmed my first music video for Lightspeed. Um, and then he also did a photo shoot for me. And uh, that was my first photo shoot ever. It was fucking awesome. It was fun to do. And then at the same time, I used all of the photos from that photo shoot in the album like that uh the the artwork for the songs that i did like for fresh out spiral manifesto um magneto montana i know i'm missing some watercolor memory <laughs> i know i know bro i'm telling you when we when i come back to cleveland or if I ever come back to Cleveland for a show or whatever, I'm calling you up immediately because <laughs> I'm going to need you on video or photos or something. Oh like, and I'm going to have a budget too. <laughs> <laughs> so we can really do it, do it all the way. There we go. Um, but okay. Ah, I got distracted a little bit. So futuristic fly shit, January 1st, uh, we're dropping running. And this is where I can finally return the favor to Versace Burnboy. I'm having him featured on my song this time. The shit is a fucking banger. Like, um, I don't know if, if you saw my post on threads about it. Probably not. Um, by the way, if you're not following me on threads and you can't get enough of me talking and me never shutting the fuck up, like, because <laughs> I'm active on threads. I'm not really active on IG or Facebook anymore, especially not Facebook, because it's like that's like the last stop on the internet nowadays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but threads, uh, I've been talking about it, and I describe run it as uh, run through a brick wall music, because every time I listen to it. I, I get hyped as fuck. Well. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But like, it's so hyped that you just want to run through a building. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Mr. Kool-Aid man vibes over here. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it though. I like that visual. Like it just kind of gets you excited in a way because it's just like, if it's that hype, you know, you know, it's going to be hype for sure. Right. Yes, and it's crazy because it, there was there was like a week uh, in September where I went over to Trey's house, um, my producer friend. I went over to Trey's house for like every day for like maybe three, like four or five days. 
and I would just write stuff. I would make my own beats. Um, Leon Leon Starks was there too. He's a songwriter, beat maker, singer, fucking all around talented, crazy talented dude. Um, we were all working on our own stuff, and then like Trey would play beats that he was working on. And he was actually trying to show me beats that he ended up sending me later. Um, but he played, he accidentally played the beat for Run It. And I only heard like four seconds of it. And it was just one of those moments where like, cause, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a studio session or anything like songwriting session, but you're all just kind of like talking and, you know, doing your own thing. But that it had me like locked in like i had to stop it was it was like when i watched the dark knight for the first time mm. i was like hold up what was that run it back it's like oh no it's not that i'm like no fuck that run it back what was that <laughs> like i need to hear that again yeah and as soon as i heard it i was just like i started humming stuff and then i started to like form the hook in my head a little bit and I was just like, I was hitting him up for like maybe two days straight. I'm like, bro, I need that. I need that beat. He's like, oh, it's just a loop. It's just a four bar loop. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I have Pro Tools. Send me the four bar loop. I'll put it in Pro Tools and loop it and loop it and loop it and I'll make a song out of it. Like, You're I like, I that. said what I said. I want it now. <laughs> exactly. And I even told him. I told him when he when he played that, I'm just like, this is some Batman shit. Like this is some Dark Knight shit. Like Yeah. Like he he I don't know what he did to make that, but it gives me that that larger than life, that Hans Zimmer soundtrack score feeling. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I know you just talked about like some upcoming releases coming up really soon um right around the corner probably less than a week now a couple weeks yeah but i just kind of want to backtrack a little before we talk about performances because you were talking about um fly shit just doing what you want doing being able to do what you do what want to do now what is that like are you just talking about like being a big time producer of big time performer like what is it that you truly want or you see yourself like really being happy about that you achieved in the future mm, it's kind of hard to say because i have so many different interests mm. um i guess what i would say like if, if in a perfect world if i got everything i wanted right mm-hmm. i would just be going to the studio every day I'd either be making beats and sending them to people or I'd be, you know, um, collaborating with people, writing, writing songs with them and then performing and then uh, just probably buying art, <laughs> you know, no. like I want my house to look like, like, like an art museum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like with everything you just said right now being able to produce beats, collaborating, having a dream home. Now, if you could have this dream production, you got to collaborate, not collaborate, but you got to choose anyone as your mentor to create this 
beautiful masterpiece. Who would that be? Uh, I feel like it would either have to be Pharrell or Timbaland. Okay. And that's purely because of sound selection. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, like, the thing with Timbaland, right? Because this is another thing um, I didn't really touch on. He's a big musical influence, but more so him and Justin Timberlake together. Because the, like, a, on another album that's had a really, really big impact on my songwriting and just the type of music I like to make is the 2020 experience. So I don't know if you've heard that album. Yeah, with like Strawberry Bubblegum. <laughs> no, Strawberry Bubblegum, Tunnel Vision, right? Oh, yeah, that to me, uh, maybe outside of anything Michael Jackson has done, that is perfect pop music okay. in, in, in like the best sense. You know, you can say whatever you want about like, oh, I don't like pop music because it's cheesy, it's corny, it's like, no, because they got the Tennessee kids on there. Um, And then you've got Timbaland with the way he makes beats. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got like his little like he puts little sounds in there. And it's just like, how did you get that in there and make it sound good? Like there's one song in there where it's it's a cricket, I think, that's in the song. And it's just like, you know, a cricket chirping is is not supposed to sound good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he can make it sound good. So if I had to make any, if I could collaborate with anybody to make, like, you know, that My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy meets the Tron Legacy soundtrack, it's got to be one of those two. Because they just, they're they're like, I don't know, they're like, Aliens, almost. <laughs> yeah, no, I was actually surprised that you said Timbaland because first thing I automatically thought of was like him collaborating with Missy Elliott, having that hip hop sound. But now what you said just kind of makes sense because it's just like he doesn't really have one sound, but he's really good at creating different sounds that fit the right artist, right? Exactly. That makes that makes sense. That's a cool answer, actually. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, that was really cool seeing like where your point of view for that. But I mean, um, we talked about upcoming music. Um, but what about upcoming performances now with this new release dropping on January 1st? Does that mean you're gonna have a performance before or after? I'm not really sure about performances right now because mm-hmm. I actually just moved. <laughs> um, like I moved from Cleveland to to Maryland back in October, mm-hmm. but I actually wasn't able. I was staying with family until about three weeks ago. So <laughs> I'm still getting settled in a new place. Uh, like if I turn the camera around, you just see boxes and just shit everywhere. Um, <laughs> you didn't want to show us so. that. <laughs> I've got nothing to hide. There we go. (laughs) You know, it's just stuff is everywhere right now. So, you know, um, I'm just trying to get settled with that, get settled into the new job. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then as soon as I have any performances, I'll probably be doing open mics and stuff. Um, I know Josh and I went to 
what was it Tacoma Tacoma Thursdays is that Tacoma station out in DC um I'll probably be doing some of those um and then actually one of the artists I met out there Lil Siege he was posting something about um a venue called Free Space and they're in Elk Ridge Maryland and they have open mics as well so I'll probably be doing some open mics and then just trying to figure out what kind of performances I can do for people that are not in Maryland. Cause mm-hmm. that, that's kind of the challenging thing for performances right now. Cause it's like, I want to be able to give that live music experience to people in Cleveland, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I don't really have money to travel back and forth mm-hmm. or even the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just want to take some time to, to create a bunch of music and then, and like stack it, stack, stack it up mm-hmm. and then uh, figure out ways that I can perform for everybody. <laughs> now, uh, I mean, like, like with these performances, with this music releasing soon, where's yeah. the best place that listeners can follow you at to stay updated? Mm, uh, so I would say threads for sure. Um, cause I, I, you know, threads for me is basically I'm on there every day more than I should probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so any updates you'll definitely get on threads first. And then if you're not on threads yet, I would say Instagram. Okay. And so like, just to plug in your Instagram and threads handle at thunder kid music, um, that's thunder kid with two D's. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the same across all social media platforms. Awesome. And I mean, I will attach links to this episode. So it's just an easy access people who want to follow you on here on threads. They're just one click away. Yeah, of course. And then if you go to my, um, you go to my page, you click on the link in my bio, that'll take you to my link tree. You can, uh, you can hear the music I've released already. You can hear a preview of run it and pre-save it. Um, so you can hear it first when it drops on January 1st. Um, and then it'll have links to my threads, to my TikTok, to my YouTube, all that. There we go. But other than that, that's going to be it for the podcast. Thank you right. for being on. Hey, thank you for reaching out because like, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a DM from, you know, somebody that's trying to be a scammer mm-hmm. or a bot or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having somebody reach out to me and they're legit yeah, and, and, and they do good work and, you know, just giving a spotlight to to up and coming artists, artists that just started, artists that are more established. You know what you do is really great, honestly. Thank like, you. And I wish there were more people like you. Thank you. I don't know how not to feel awkward, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. All right. Thank you. Peace. If you like this episode, don't forget to follow or subscribe for future episodes. And don't forget you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at culture chords thanks for listening till next time Peace.